Hi, this is Stephanie, and this is chapter two of There Is No Magic Button, practical tips to teach you how to stop drinking. So if you're just coming into this podcast and you haven't listened to chapter one, stop listening and go back to chapter one. It's not like a normal podcast where there are different episodes that you can pick up. Actually, you probably could. But anyway, it's probably better if you start with chapter one. After that, you might be able to Um, dip in and out. So let's continue. Chapter two, life today. There seems to be something happening today. We're all so busy, women especially. We've gone from our mothers being stay-at-home mums, not all of them I know, and our dads working a lot, to women who can have it all. But guess what? It's really tiring having it all. I don't know if you've noticed. I'm a big fan of living life on your terms, and if you really want it all, go for it. I'm not going to stop you. But for some of us, it can be too much trying to deal with everything life throws at us whilst trying to excel at everything. Being a good parent, being great at work, the best partner, having a lovely house, what happens when you get ill, divorce, deaths, family, school, friends, the list goes on. When we get busy and tired, whatever the reason, it's all too easy to slip into bad habits. We're not paying attention and our primary focus is to just keep going, move on to the next thing, get it done. The washing, cooking, cleaning and so on and so on. Rinse, repeat, write more lists. And in between the things that you can plan for, life just happens as well. Deaths, divorce, difficult relationships, difficult children, ill children, difficult relatives, sick relatives, financial problems and on and on. Normal life can be busy, but throw a curveball in there and things can get really challenging. Maybe you are trying to have it all, prove something, caught up in putting others first, not prioritising yourself, making bad decisions, or you've just got into bad habits. It doesn't really matter why. The important thing is you can do something to start making changes. If you're reading to this book, If you're listening to the podcast, it's because you want to start changing your drinking habits. It doesn't matter how you got there. The important thing is here and now and what you're going to do about it. It all begins with small changes. Do something for yourself. Sleep a bit more. Learn how to relax. Eat healthier. Drink less. Give up smoking and exercise. The drinking less will definitely help with all of this, but more on that later. Start with making time for this, this book, listening to the podcast, what you're going to learn. You're going to have to let some of the other stuff go. Make space for you just a little bit. It will be worth it, I promise. Here's the thing. There are only 24 hours in a day. You have to sleep. Trust me, you do. I tried this one before. It creeps up on you if you don't. You can only do so much. You are only human. Sleep is so good for us. So be prepared to let some of the other things go and make time for you to make changes. When you get a grip on your bad habits, it will be so worth it. When you do this, you free up so much time and energy. You can then think about what you want to do with your time, make space. It's amazing what happens when you do. Also be aware of the busyness trap. 
as this is also a bad habit. We're going to talk about drinking, food and other things that stop us from being the best we can be. But if you're too busy, that's a bad habit in itself. Be honest if this is you. If it is, be prepared to let go of some things so you can do this. When you are overwhelmed, tired or stressed, the solution is almost always less. Get rid of something, lots of some things. This is Jane's story. I first met Jane about five years ago. She'd been a heavy stimulant user in her 20s, so it had been used to being very thin. She knew it was an unhealthy thin, but all the same, there's something about what we're used to, how it feels to be empty. I've worked with many drug users and drinkers who've really struggled with this. They want to stop, they can stop, they feel so much better, they look better, and everything is good. But the feeling of having food in your stomach is different. I know this sounds ridiculous, but it's very real for some people. She didn't want to use stimulants again. It made her feel crazy and she didn't like herself on them. She was also drinking a lot at that point as well. This is something else that can happen to people who were recreational drug users in their late teens and 20s. They stop and feel better, but then move on to alcohol just for the simple reason it's legal and very available. However, as you will learn in this book, or hopefully you know, alcohol is one of our most harmful substances. It's also highly addictive, readily available and socially acceptable. An easy one to move on to, innocently as well. The reason Jane came to see me initially was because she was feeling horrible because of her weight. However, we uncovered a few other things. For her, it was understanding that the way she used to live wasn't real. She definitely didn't want to live like that again. It was about relearning. How do people eat, sleep and exercise in normal life? Learning about nutrition, what foods were good, when to eat and how often. Exercise, figuring out what worked for her was key. Jane went on to learn about the effect her drinking was having. Understanding that this was contributing to her weight and emotional issues was really important. Once she understood the pattern, she was able to cut back. She then noticed that when she didn't drink, she felt so much better about herself. She had more energy, was more able to exercise, and when she exercised, she felt better about herself, whether she lost weight or not. What was important to her was how she felt, learning how to make her life work so she felt good instead of bad. Once we'd worked through the weight concerns, the negative emotions, drinking, getting into a routine, learning about food and exercise, it became apparent that underneath all of this was her being so busy, it was completely ridiculous. She was beyond shattered and would use food and coffee to keep her going. Rather than listening to her body and slow down, look after herself, she was unable to prioritise herself as she was putting everyone else first. Jane had a pattern from early childhood. She was the eldest of a large family of helping, being the one that got things done, working hard. That's how she got her payoffs. This is how she felt love, by doing things for others. She was codependent and needed to be needed. This was at her core. She could do all the other things within reason, eat healthily, drink less, 
exercise, but then her busyness would creep in and she would be prioritizing her partner, the children, her family, pretty much anyone before herself. Busyness is a constant balancing act for Jane, tweaking, adjusting, grabbing bits of routine for herself so she feels okay. That's the end of chapter two. I'll see you soon for chapter three. Bye. Thank you.